are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And here we go. It's another crossover edition. It's week seven in the NFL. This is the Locked On NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking Texans. We're talking Raiders. Locked On Texans. Locked On Raiders. Week seven action. Two teams that are both one-win teams, but uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it on down. We're going to have a lot of time with John Hickman. I'm Q Myers. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast here on uh, the Locked On Podcast Network. So here we go. Let's get into it. And uh, John, before we really get into the addition of the the crossover, as we do each and every Thursday, of course, uh, we talk about the the opponent. We talk about each team. We break them down this way, that way. Uh, how are you feeling right now through you know the first five weeks of the season? I know the Texans, they had a, a bye week uh, in week six. So how are you feeling about the Texans so far, what you've seen through five weeks? I think what a lot of people – thought they were going to see out of the Houston Texans. Um, they've been competitive. A lot of one-score games. They've been in a lot of these games. They had to lead in the fourth quarter on a couple of these games, right? And kind of foreshadowing what we're going to talk about later in the show, when you look at teams like the Colts, when you look at teams like the Broncos and the Bears, but specifically teams like the, Bron- the Broncos and the Colts, those are two teams that really had higher expectations and the offense just isn't moving right now like people would have thought coming into the season because of the offseason moves that they made. I look at the – I keep wanting to say Oakland so bad, but I look <laughs> at the Vegas Raiders as another team that uh, is kind of underwhelming right now, underperforming, yeah. yep. and I can see Houston being very uh, into this game, very, very competitive in this game, and so – one three one so far on the on the season. The bye week was very important. Uh, they've done some things that Houston fans really want to see them do better. They've done that offensively. It's been that's been the biggest issue for Houston so far this year. I think that's been the story of why they have not converted some of those L's into wins. But they've been competitive to say the least. Yeah, no, they really have. And Lovey Smith is a hell of a coach, and I expect that he's really going to do some good things with that Houston Texans team. Again, uh, for that kind of uh, breakdown, this is the show for you, right? The the Locked On uh, NFL podcast, the crossover edition, Texans, Raiders. Today's uh, show is being brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun, it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus projections available. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take you less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. It's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Again, let's go ahead and jump into it. Texans Raiders week seven action. Both teams have one win on the season. The only difference is the Texans have a tie and the Raiders don't. So they're one, three and one and the Raiders are one and four. So uh, John, let's go ahead and break into it, man. Here in segment number one, like to talk about what we think the biggest storyline for each team is. So I'll start with you when it comes to the Texans. What do you believe this best storyline or the biggest storyline is for Houston? Yeah, right now I think is who's going to play on Sunday and who's not. The injury report came out on Wednesday. Uh, Malik Collins, starter. Brandon Cooks, he got rest. So I'm not necessarily worried about him, but Malik Collins was out due to a knee injury. Jerry Hughes, starter and the lead sack man for the Houston Texans. Then you look at Chris Conley, Chris Moore, excuse me, he was out of practice 
on Wednesday with a hip injury. Nico Collins, Austin Deckless, the backup tackle, and Brevin Jordan were all limited in practice. Um, one name that wasn't on the injury report that's been on there to start the year has been rookie linebacker Christian Harris. Uh, he's yeah. been practicing. Houston has slowly brought him on since the injury he sustained during the offseason. The bye week came at a perfect time for Houston. They needed boost at the linebacker position. And in that last game, they actually got it with guys like Gary Wallow, guys like Re Jalen Reeves-Maben, but they are very anxious to get Christian Harris out on that field. Uh, head coach Levy Smith mentioned uh, on Wednesday that Christian Harris has grown as much as you can grow without practicing and playing, and he's possibly going to play Sunday against the Raiders. I think that we finally will see him. But the biggest storyline right now is who's going to be out in that field, what difference maker will be playing for Houston as they take on a not very good team in the Vegas Raiders. Now, you know, my opinion on the outside looking in, the biggest storyline right now has to be Devontae Adams, whether you want to look at the push, whether you want to look at this offense and him and Derek Carr not being on the same page much throughout the season so far, two good games between them so far. Uh, but in the midst of that, not really being on the same page, and they've been losing. Has that been the only storyline for the Vegas Raiders so far, or has there been something else that people are just kind of skipping over? No, I think it's really it's funny. The storyline, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the Raiders and what they've done so far as they are 1-4 and four on the season is the fact that they're not finishing games. You know, they're not playing complete games on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, and they've had glimpses of greatness on offense. They really have. And Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, they're continuing to develop. You know, I think they're going to be fine. I just think it's everyone else, right? Josh Jacobs, we've seen a couple of really good games from him. I think that's the identity of the team, similar to the Houston Texans, where they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And that's really how they, you know, they butter their bread. But uh, I just think that, like, finishing drives is one of their big issues. You know, trying to get touchdowns out of, uh, you know, when they get into the red zone instead of kicking field goals, that's one of their big, big problems. And then uh, defensively, it's been just stopping teams consistently. You'll see brilliance you'll see a couple quarters where they're fantastic against the cardinals they shut them out in the first half and then all of a sudden they give up 29 points in the second half including overtime and then you know uh, against kansas city they're up 17 nothing then all of a sudden they let kansas city come roaring back so it's consistency i think the storyline for the raiders is can they be consistent how do they develop that consistency what is it going to take to be that team on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. So for me, I think the, the biggest storyline for the Raiders is consistency. Now, one thing I did want to ask you is about uh, what happens with the, the Texans when they get to the red zone? I mean, it feels like – well, actually, you know what? Why don't they get to the red zone more often? Let's put it like that. It seems like they do well when they get there. They just don't get there enough. Yeah, that, that Texan offense, man, is the, the Texans offense right now – is a box of saltines at the back of the cabinet. Okay. Stale. Yeah. Just real stale. Um, at times, there's been moments where the offense is clicking. I, the best example I can give is a nine-minute stretch versus the Chargers, where Davis Mills was on point in the drive. Uh, Damian Pierce, he was on point, helped move that offense. I think offensively, Houston is still trying to find – not their identity because as of right now, their identity is on the ground, ground to pound. Yep. But they're trying to find the complementary passing game to their identity. 
This is still 2022, not 2000, not 99, not 98. You still, at some point, your quarterback is going to have to put the ball in the air and make plays, right? The best teams in the league have a quarterback that can do that, or they have a stifling defense that doesn't allow your quarterback to do it. Here in Houston, that's been an issue for Davis Mills. It's just constantly, uh, consistently rather, being able to move the ball downfield, make plays with his arms, keep drives going. If they're able to do that, and I, I believe that they they will be able to do that against the Raiders, then two of those wins, they're now I mean, two of those losses, they're now wins. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're, the offense is just still, they're still trying to figure out how can they minimize the limitations of their quarterback, put him in the best situation while still having one of the best young rookie, let me put rookie in front of that, rookie running backs and Damian Pierce, yeah. who's been phenomenal for Houston so far. So they still have to work out those tweaks uh, with one another. And what, once they do, maybe we'll be able to, down here in Houston, put some more uh, wins on the board for the Texans. Uh, I think that Sunday is a perfect opportunity for them to go ahead and get another win. Well, I'll tell you right now, Damian Pierce is fantastic. Obviously, we'll talk about matchups coming up in segment number two, but uh, he is a fantastic young rookie. Uh, I think it's safe to say that the offense runs through Damian Pierce right now. Wherever he can go is how the Houston Texans are going to go. And like I said, we'll talk more about the matchups coming up in segment number two. But look, both teams are underachieving. The only difference is the Raiders are a team that went into the season with high expectations, where the Texans, you're just kind of like, okay, we'll see what happens. You know, and so uh, it's not it's not as drastic, I don't think. I don't think the fan base is losing their mind as much as Raider Nation is because, again, the Raiders are in there at one and four as the Texans are one, three, and one. We'll get more into this matchup coming up in segment number two. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about uh, the biggest matchups. You know, what is it going to take for the Texans? Where are we going to look at when it comes to the Texans? Offensively, defensively, how can the Raiders capitalize offensively, defensively? We're going to deep dive into that coming up in segment number two after we tell you about our good friends at Blue Nile. And if you're looking to pop the question or you have a milestone to celebrate and you want to let that love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. It's so simple. It's so easy. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds, pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose a diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. And Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. You're looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a, a special milestone, but you're still having trouble choosing? Don't worry. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available by phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a hurry. And on top of that, you can make your moment sparkle right now with Blue Nile. If you go to BlueNile.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, it'll save you $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, here we go. Jumping into part two, segment number two of the crossover edition on this crossover Thursday here on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network. We're talking Texans. We're talking Raiders. John Hickman, Q Myers. Here we go. John, got to jump into it. When it comes to the Texans, uh, we know that Damian Pierce is the straw that, that, that stirs the drink as far as the offense goes. But 
when you're looking at this game, this matchup, what is the biggest matchup? What is most intriguing to you? How do you think games are won or lost for this game as far as the Texans are concerned? So the Houston Texans are allowing 200 and basically 50 yards in the air per game. Right under them, the Raiders. The Texans have had their bye week. This is this was a perfect opportunity as an office to collectively come together, soul search a little bit, and figure out how can we uh, be much better in our passing game. And I think that when you look at beating the Raiders, the potential of beating the Raiders, the matchup has to go Houston, Texas offense going against the Raiders defense. That's in my eyes. Uh, I think this is a perfect game as long as he plays for Nico Collins to finally have a breakout game. Uh, the talk around town so far here in Houston in the last two weeks has been trying to get Nico Collins the ball more. He has been um, the standout wide receiver for Houston through the course of the first five games. And that is a player that I think could potentially have one of those games where at the end of the game, we're looking at him like, okay, yeah, no, you may be a little bit different uh, simply because he's tall enough to catch over guys, uh, Throughout the offseason, he got faster, kind of slimmed down a little bit, so he's more twitchier at the line. He's beating a lot of cornerbacks off the line of scrimmage. The issue has been so far Davis Mills, but throughout practice, they've been working on that. They've been really trying to make him a focal point in this offense. Brandon Cooks, who has gotten a year older, has taken a step back in terms of how quick he's been, and he's also not been on the same page with the quarterback. So I'm looking at the matchup, the – Texans offense, the passing offense collectively as a whole, being able to win this game for the Raiders, for the Texans against the Raiders. I think you feel like the Raiders are going to win that one. I heard that slip right there. Nope. Nope. The <laughs> before we before we talk about what the Raiders can possibly do, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you this in the first segment. Conversation just went where it went. You know, John Gruden is out the door. Yeah, you guys make the playoffs last year in the off season. You go out there, you bring in Josh McDaniels. You trade for Devontae Adams. You extend Waller. Um, you know, what has been the the one disappointing factor for this team so far? I know you mentioned consistency, but being led by Josh McDaniels, has it just been he's not on point right now? Has it all been on Derek Carr? Has it been on a defense who's been – allowing some of these teams to come back. Just what's been the biggest frustration from the season so far? Just the overall play. I mean, honestly, the frustration has been the fact that they're one and four, right? With all that talent, all those things that you just brought into to the conversation, you know, Josh McDaniels, elite play caller, uh, Devontae Adams, best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. Uh, you know, of course, you've got uh, Hunter Renfro. You've got Darren Waller. You've got Josh Jacobs. You know, uh, so much that was going right for the Raiders, it felt like in the offseason, to them turn around and be a one and four team. That's the biggest disappointment. That's the biggest frustration is like what the hell went wrong. So honestly, it's more of just the fact that they're underachieving. They're not doing what they were supposed to do, expected to do. There hasn't been so much hype around the Raiders since 2017. And the reason that there was a ton of hype around the Raiders in 2017 is because they came off a playoff berth in 2016 when Derek Carr broke his ankle and obviously didn't play in the playoffs. And who did he lose to or who did the Raiders lose to? the Houston Texans in the playoffs, right? So that was the the last time they had gone to the playoffs, then they made it last year, and then all of a sudden you get all these upgrades. Was the, the McGloin game? 
Yeah. Yeah. And it and it wasn't a very good looking game for Houston either, but uh the Raiders really didn't have a chance, but Houston had a better defense. And so, you know, there at uh, NRG Stadium, I believe that's what it was called at the time, is uh, you know, the, the Texans got that W. So the hype the next year was like, oh, Derek Carr is healthy. Everything's going to be great. Marshawn Lynch is now the running back instead of Latavius Murray. Everything's going to be fantastic. Well, fast forward to this year, the Raiders made the playoffs last year, like you mentioned. And then all of a sudden you go and get Devontae Adams. You get Josh McDaniels, a better play caller than John Gruden or Rich Bisaccia or Greg Olson. And you think, okay, now everything's going to be fantastic. You're getting Derek Carr back with his college teammate, and it just hasn't started to jail yet, right? I mean, they're one and four, and they went into the bye week the same week as the Texans did. So, uh, you know, being there with only one win, that's been a huge disappointment, and they've lost, and they've messed up a couple games. They've let a couple games just slip away from them that they had. I mean, the last game they played against Kansas City, Monday Night Football, I think everyone watched it. They should have won that game. They blew it. Absolutely. They uh, were 20 to nothing against the Cardinals at halftime. They blew that game. They lost it. Multiple games. I mean, they're losing everything by like one scores, right? It's not like they're getting blown out of anything. So they have talent. They just can't put it together. So when it comes to frustration, I could honestly go on and on and on and on and on for a long time because there's a lot of it built up, right? Raider Nation's feeling it. I'm sure those players in the locker room are feeling it. Uh, people that like myself that are covering the team are feeling it because we're just wondering like, what the hell's going on? Why is it such a big issue? So uh, that's really it. Now, they got plenty of time. As you know, there's 12 games at least guaranteed on the schedule for both teams. Uh, they have plenty of time to turn things around. But when you're sitting there with one win, man, and you're already going into week seven, it's, it's, a, it's a lonely, lonely feeling. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see how everything shakes out. Now, uh, real quick, as far as, like, matchups that I think that the, the Raiders are going to be really keying in on in this game, I think it comes down to – the Raiders, who have established the run game really well the last few weeks with Josh Jacobs, he went for 100. Playing some phenomenal yards. football. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal he's in a contract year. Contract year, that's what happens, man. Players play at their highest level. He went for 144 against Denver, and then and they won that game. And then against Kansas City, went for 150 plus, and they lost that game. So back to back yards, he or back to back games, he's had a career high in yards. I think that's where the 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 matchup comes down to because the Texans haven't really done a good job of stopping the run. So I think that the Raiders are going to try to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and dare the Texans to try to stop them. If they can stop them, then you tip the cap and say, "Okay, well done." And then you got to take the take the uh, you know the game to the air. And I think the Texans have a really good secondary, young secondary. Jalen Petrie, Derek Stingley, uh, both young rookies that I think are fantastic are going to be really good players for Houston for a long time. But I think the Raiders are going to try to emphasize the run game because Houston's had a struggle and been you know struggling all in all trying to uh, stop the run. Absolutely. Now, I do look at Max Crosby, one of those players that is just nasty, scrappy, and, and he has a motor to get after the quarterback. He leads the team right now with six sacks. After that, nobody. No, nobody. Not too many nobody. people getting pressures. You got your uh, cornerback here, Hobbs, with a sack. Your linebacker, Perryman, oh. with a sack. After that, nobody is getting after the quarterback, and that has been the concern for Houston because Davis Mills has been playing with some happy feet. If he has an opportunity to, and Houston has been doing a very good job in the last couple of weeks of keeping a clean pocket for him, if he does have an, have an opportunity to kind of sit back in that pocket and dissect the defense quickly, of course, I do think this could possibly be a long day for the Vegas. Not because they're going to light him up and just to air the ball out, because it could finally get frustrating when you're playing a team like a, you know, like the Houston Texans with a quarterback like Davis Mills who isn't known to use his legs whatsoever. But you guys out there in Vegas, and it hurts my heart to say Vegas, every fiber in me wants to say uh, Oakland. 
But you guys out there have have not been able to get after the quarterback at all outside of Crosby, who's having a phenomenal year so far. No, you're right. You know, that's been one of the big questions. You know, who's going to step up and get to the quarterback outside of Max Crosby? Now, they've got guys that do it, like Chandler Jones, who they paid a lot of money. He just hasn't got home and got a sack, hasn't registered a sack. He's got pressures, which are good, but you want to have sacks. So, no, you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot to, you know, question going into this game. I do think that the Raiders um, pressure that they'll get on the quarterback, I think it'll be there. Max Crosby, like you mentioned, has been phenomenal. He has six sacks. He's, you know, he, he he's up there as far as the league leaders uh, with with sacks, but he's also got a ton of pressures. The guy's playing at a whole different level, man. He's, st- he's good at stopping the run, and he's good getting after the quarterback. So uh, I like what Max Crosby brings to the table. Uh, outside of that, man, the secondary's got some questions. They're banged up. Nate Hobbs is out. He's on IR. Don't have to worry about him. He's going to be gone. And, of course, Lovey Smith knows Nate Hobbs really well because he coached him at Illinois. So, I mean, there's – there's a there's a lot of questions, especially on that Raiders defensive side of the ball. We'll see what they look like coming out of the bye week. But uh, apparently a few guys have gotten healthy. The only guy who's not going to be there is Nate Hobbs. I think Anthony Averett, who was on IR before that, the cornerback that the Raiders picked up uh, as a free agent out of Baltimore. I think he'll be there on Sunday. So that'll be uh, that'll be a, a welcome addition for the Raiders. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions, man. I, I, I just I feel like the Raiders have a good opportunity here, especially playing at home. But. I mean, you know how it goes, man. If you're not clicking on all cylinders, any team could take your lunch money. And uh, I know you're ready. Houston's going to be ready for it, man. They will. Lastly, Mike Mayock is a guy that I think should never, ever, 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 ever be a general manager in the NFL ever again. And I don't think he will. However, he was replaced by Dave Ziegler. Have you been impressed with Dave so far? Um, I think the jury's still out. Uh, I think that what he's done so far has been fine. Uh, I feel like he has a plan. Him and Josh McDaniels and Champ Kelly all have a plan, and I think that that's what you need. The thing about Mike Mayock, and I feel bad for him, is that we all know that he wasn't the guy that made the final call. It was all John Gruden. Mike Mayock had, you know, he had conversations. I don't think Gruden should coach ever in the league again. Like, I think and he probably won't. Him. I'm sure he won't. But, uh, you know, with, when it comes to Mayock, he was uh, he he wasn't the the majority. Let's put it like that when it comes to uh, the decision making. So I don't think he really got an opportunity to show what he can do. I don't know if he'd be good. I really don't. I think he's a good guy. Had multiple times I've, I was able to talk to him. He's a great dude. Don't know if that means he's a great GM, right? So uh, maybe he'll get another opportunity. Maybe he won't. But I mean, it is what it is. The Raiders have moved on, and uh, Dave Ziegler's there. Champ Kelly's assistant GM. He's going to be a, 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 a GM of his own team sooner rather than later. He's fantastic. And I think Dave Ziegler is going to work it out. But, you know, it's, it's kind of juries. The jury's still out right now just because you don't know how this season is going to shake out. They got 12 games left. They didn't have a lot of draft capital because they traded for uh, Devontae Adams. But, you know, a couple of their rookies that they uh, that they drafted, they're playing. They're playing a lot. You know, Dylan Parham, the third round pick out of Memphis, he's playing a lot. You know, he's a starter. And then you got Thayer Mumford, the seventh round pick out of Ohio State offensive lineman. He's playing a lot. So, I mean. Out of the limited amount of draft capital they had, they're getting a lot of burn out of their rookies. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see the return on it. But uh, everything's been good so far when it comes to the new front front office with the silver and black. So uh, good matchups. You know, a lot to talk about when it comes to the Texans and the Raiders. Both teams wanting to get on a little bit of a roll as they've already both come off their bye week now and have 12 games left on the regular season schedule and want to try to earn as much extra play as possible so uh, there you go those are the matchups coming up in segment number three we're going to talk about 
well, how we think the game's going to go, how we look at the game, what we think is going to happen. Uh, maybe even throw out the score if you uh, if we're getting a little froggy, right? If we're yeah. feeling a little froggy, we might throw out the score. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Simply Safe. And let me give you a sports analogy before we really get into it. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. You need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. And this is why a lot of folks trust Simply Safe home security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe. And I'll tell you right now, I know in Houston, definitely here in Las Vegas, I mean, folks are camping out. They're looking. They're scoping the neighborhoods. They know what time you leave the house. They know what time you get home. They know your schedule better than you know your schedule. And that's why Simply Safe comes into factor. And that's how Simply Safe can help you. Their advanced technology, whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras, or the wide variety of high tech sensors, Simply Safe is there for you. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Right now, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com. Locked on NFL. That's the promo code. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security code when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, here we go. Segment number three of the crossover edition, talking all things Texans and Raiders, locked on Texans, locked on Raiders, week seven action. John Hickman, Q Myers. All right, John, here we go. We've talked about the biggest storylines. We've talked about the big matchup. We've talked about both teams kind of, you know, deep diving into what's going on with them. As far as how you think the game goes, if the Texans are going to win this game in Las Vegas on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, what has to happen for Houston? They got to go out there and make some plays in the air. Um, a lot of credit hasn't been given to Kenyon Green nationally. And Kenyon Green is the offensive lineman out of Atascocita, attended Texas A&M that Houston traded back for and, and drafted with the number 15th overall pick. Out of you know, in and out rough game as a rookie in his first game, uh, they threw him in in the second quarter. But since his emergence, he has been opening lanes for Damian Pierce. He has been allowing Damian Pierce on his side of the ball to run through very well. And I think his nastiness has helped out the entire offensive line. See Larry Tunsil out there excited to block downfield. We never see Larry Tunsil excited to block yeah. downfield, but. It comes down to simply being able to air the ball out. They got to make plays in the air. Uh, this is a defense that has allowed plays to be made through the air. And when you look at the teams the Houston Texans have played so far, offensively they played a very good Denver team um, on defense, right? Um You have the Colts who's able to make some plays. The Chicago Bears, who's not a very good – offensive team but they got some defensive studs they've been playing off defensive teams and i think that's what's been hindering them and getting some of these l's along with davis mills and his inaccuracies and inefficiencies 
this is a perfect game for Davis Mills to actually go out there and have a quote-unquote quarterback win. I'm not one of those guys that always count wins and losses to quarterbacks, but he needs to go out there and win a game for the Houston Texans. And I'm going to pick Texans to win this game versus the uh, Vegas Raiders. I just don't think they're on the right page right now. I'm going to even get fancy. I'm going to say 23-18. Wow, there you go. 23-18 victory for Houston over Las Vegas in the Legion Stadium on Sunday. Uh, okay, week seven action right there. That's interesting. I look at this game, and I believe that the Raiders are going to do what the Raiders do, which is run the ball, right? And I know that they're doing a really good job of getting the passing game going. The problem, the biggest issue that the Raiders have faced so far this season has been the red zone, right? I mean, they'll get down to the red zone, and they'll end up kicking field goals instead of punching it in for a touchdown each and every time. And so that's the biggest issue for the Raiders. I think that they've got to find a way to make sure that they punch it in for a touchdown as opposed to kicking multiple field goals. But they'll get there, right? They're going to get to the red zone. They do a really good job of that. If Houston can't stop the run, then the Raiders are really going to have a field day because Josh Jacobs has been a monster all season. He's playing with purpose. He's playing for a contract. Uh, and, you know, and you let that that passing game get clicking. And it has. It's clicked at times, especially with uh, with uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. It's clicked. I think really the biggest uh, question mark has been Darren Waller, who probably won't play. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday. We'll see what he does the rest of the week. But most likely, he probably won't play. Uh, him and, and Hunter Renfro have really been the big question marks. Like, wait, hold on. Where have they been? Who are the big factors in that Raiders offensive uh, passing attack? So I think that uh, Josh Jacobs and his running ability is going to open things up. I think they finally figured out what their identity was. That was one of the big problems for the first couple of weeks of the season. They didn't know what their identity was. They didn't know what kind of team were they going to be. And so I think that they've now established the fact that they're a run first team. They're a heavy run to, uh, first team. Their offensive line, that was a question mark. They're doing a really good job with run blocking. So that's really going to set everything else up. And similar to what you saw with, uh, with uh, uh, Devontae Adams when he was in Green Bay, and you saw Aaron Jones and, you know, other guys uh, do a really good job running the ball. And all of a sudden it kind of opened things up for the passing game. That's what I think that the Raiders are going to do. I think that's going to be their plan of attack. I just feel like that they've been so close. You know, they had that one point loss to Kansas City on Monday night before they hit the bye week. I feel like they're so close that they could taste it. They know that, all right, we're only a few plays away from getting this team where it needs to be. It is underachieved, no doubt about it, through the first, you know, well, now six weeks. It's going into week seven now. Uh, but their first five games is definitely underachieved. But I feel like they think that they're close. You know, listening to Derek Carr talk and Devontae Adams talk, they were very loose. They were very comfortable in their own skin. Like, okay, there's no pressure. Just go out there and play. There's 12 more games. The AFC West hasn't been as crazy as we thought it was going to be. Yes, okay, no. now there's a chance, right? I mean, everyone thought it was going to be the best division in football. It hasn't been. The Chiefs and Chargers are both there at the top with four and two. And then the Broncos and the Raiders at the bottom. So, I mean, like anyone can still make moves in that division. So I think the Raiders are very comfortable. And, you know, being at home, I think they get an opportunity to get things right. So um, I, I don't know exactly what the score is going to be. I really don't. I hate doing score predictions. You just never know with the flow of the game. But I feel like this is a game where the Raiders feel like they can get right. And if they want to go on a run and they believe that they can go on a run, especially with this part of the schedule that looks manageable, even though every game in the NFL is very difficult, it's got to start on Sunday with Houston. So uh, as much as I think that Houston's going to battle with them, I really do. I think they're going to battle and it's going to go down to the wire. Uh, I, I just think that they have to win this game. I'm not saying that they're going to win this game. I feel like they have to win this game if they try to save their season. And 
Again, I think they went into the season with higher expectations than Houston did. Uh, I think that everyone in Houston understands that they're still building. The Raiders aren't in, you know, rebuild mode. They're in win now mode. And so I think for them, they have to win this game on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I think Daniel Carlson might as well get ready to be out there a lot, man. Houston d- defensively has done a very good job yeah. of bending but not breaking. Right. I-, I-, I can't remember the number, but red zone trips compared to TD trips. Yeah. has been in Houston's favor. They've held some of these teams to three, three, three. And you mentioned that the Raiders are the fourth in the league with 15 field goals attempted and made. Um, so I think this may be another day where, you know, it's on the leg of Carson. And, you know, you know, shout out to the kicker, man. He's been having a good season so far for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah no, he is. I mean, he's got 53 points on the season. So he's been doing good. He's actually been doing more than – uh, he should be doing right. They should be getting more touchdowns instead of field goals. And that's one of the big things. That's one of the big storylines for me as well. Right. Is that the Texans give up a ton of yards between the twenties, but when you get down to the red zone, they buckle up, right. They tighten up, they get stingy. And so they haven't allowed. And that's something that I asked head coach Joshua Daniels on Wednesday. I said, Hey man, Houston gets stingy in the red zone. What are you going to do? And he said, it's, you know, it's about execution. It's got to find a way to execute at a higher level. Right. And, and then even for Texans on when they're offensively in the red zone, Damian Pierce is a guy that can punch it in, right? He runs hard. He runs angry. He runs, you know, with a sense of purpose. And so, uh, you know, the the red zone, really, I mean, we talked about matchups already, but maybe the biggest matchup is going to be the red zone, the red zone for both teams. You know, can can uh, the Raiders keep, keep uh, Houston out of the red zone? Because, look, the one thing I will say about Houston, they punch it in when they get to the red zone, but they don't get to the red zone a lot. <laughs> That's been the big thing. They don't get to the red zone a lot, but when they get there, they do punch it in. So you got to give them credit for that. Yeah. If the Raiders keep them out of the red zone, that's obviously a plus. Yeah, it's like a guy that you know he shows up to work on time, but he don't come to work a lot. Right. So, there you go. He's good. You know, he's good when he's at work, but he's not always at work. But he's not always at work. Got a lot of PTO time, man. Thank y'all for checking us out today. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman, joined by your boy Q. Probably the one of the coolest names on Twitter, especially on the Locked On Network. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, comment, all of that on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans as well. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12 and not at some sports guy. Q, where do they can find you at, man? Uh, Twitter, at your boy Q254. Everything is there. Still my Central Texas area code right there. Got to represent, even though I'm in Las Vegas now. But uh, got a shout out to the Lone Star State. So uh, at your boy Q254. You can find me on Twitter, of course, Locked On Raiders Podcast. But uh, it's going to be fun, man. John, before we get out of here, are you heading out to Vegas on Sunday? Or uh, are are you going to stay back in uh, H-Town? No, I'm going to stay in H-Town. We'll be kind of slowed down a little bit, man. Watch the game from home. Hey, you from Texas. You know how we do, man. I know, watch the game. I know, I know. Uh, work has been crazy for me. A lot of, as we like to call in our community, ripping and running going on. So Sunday yeah. is the day where I can sit, watch, notes, talk later, and just kind of chill, man. There you go. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, hey, enjoy the game on uh, Sunday, man. Keep doing a fantastic job as you do each and every day on the Locked On Texans podcast. We definitely appreciate you. It's always fun. And uh, like I said, good luck on Sunday, my man.